0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Blog Talk Radio.
0: You are listening to LA Kings Road Talk Radio.
1: radio. I'm your host, Scott Cahill, a.k.a. Hipcheck. And uh, we're going to do a quick and dirty tonight as we got the uh, Christmas uh, holiday upon us. And uh, not a lot to talk about tonight, for the most part. Had some good physical play there, but uh, for the most part, uh, not a fun game tonight. And joining me to, uh, once again, do a quick synopsis and get this show on the road uh LA King Superfan, Mr. Augie Loya. Hey Augie, how are you, buddy?
0: I'm doing okay. It's uh, Saturday night. I'm here in LA and those folks are up in San Jose and uh Oh boy. Uh, it just was a very uh, well it was a it was a King Sharks game and uh it got uh it got a little chippy uh there. So, or was that just me? What do you think, it <laughs>
1: That was actually that the the, the the getting a little chippy, that was almost the really lone notable thing uh of the game really as far as the Kings go. They certainly didn't generate any uh sustained offense uh through the game and literally, yeah, that uh you know, watching Dowdy get a little bit heated and uh take his first penalties of the season, uh really, uh for for my money, uh, Augie, that was probably the most notable notable thing of the game, right?
0: Yeah, there wasn't really much there going on. I mean, it was it was sort of like one of these things where it just looked to me that the Kings would rather have been anywhere but in San Jose. And Who can blame them? It's San Jose. <laughs>
1: gotcha. Well, to be fair, it could be worse. It could have been in uh, Arizona. But who knows, maybe people look forward to Arizona because they figure it's an easy two points.
0: That could be. Although lately that team's been on a tear. Uh, it's no longer uh, it's no longer a gimme there at home for uh, folks visiting the uh, the Glen Hill Arena.
1: <laughs> well, we will talk a little bit about the Coyotes. And once again, we're just going to do a super quick uh, show tonight. We're not going to take too long here, uh, just given the the lack of real notable things to talk about uh, and uh, the Christmas holiday. One thing that I did uh, want to talk about too was that. Uh, was really the the Kings just never really had any any second or third scoring. It was a really a, they said it best. It was really a one and done. Uh, Martin Jones stopped the shots he had to, and every time there was a little bit of a thing where the Kings looked like they might have been able to capitalize. Unfortunately, uh, there was that one that uh, went right to shore, and just the other couple times there was a scramble. It just was not to be, and there was probably. What, Augie, do you think maybe out of really when it came to bona fide dangerous uh, chances for the Kings to score, I mean, there was probably only about three or four for the whole game. Would you think that would be a safe estimate? Yeah, I'd say that's a safe estimate,
0: right. They're probably the most glaring one uh, was there was an instance where there was a scramble in front and Jones was nowhere to be found near the net. And there were one or two San Jose players standing there in the crease. As a matter of fact, one of them did save a goal from going in, but that was really the closest thing to a sniff that the Kings got to the back of the net all night. They just couldn't really, as you put it, I mean, there was really no second or third big second or third uh, chances against Martin Jones there. It was a very, uh, it it was a very sort of like, okay, hey, let's go play this game and uh, get back to our families and celebrate kind of thing. And if we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. It just was that sort of uh, feeling over this game. Like it just was, them unimportant inconsequential and i mean maybe it was i mean it was still it was still a four point swing inside the uh inside the pacific division but uh the kings are are well in front of the sharks right now but i mean every game has got some sort of importance to it but i think it just shows in the fact that this was the first time in the season that the kings were shut out tonight
1: yeah yeah absolutely and uh making matters worse uh Augie was really that it was a kind of uh because of the Kings performance tonight almost every other team that was in the running won tonight so Vegas won uh you know Vegas won the Ducks won the Sharks won so uh really all of the other teams kind of in the hunt picked up uh picked up points tonight and so that's really the the real uh gloomy cloud but you know Augie I think I think you said it best you and and you, they're professional athletes, and you expect to give 100% every game. But I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. This looked like a really a game where they came in kind of thinking, yeah, what you know, let the chips fall where they may. Let's get Christmas on the road and get a couple days under our belt. Because uh, once again, apart from the little uh, physicality, no one is ever going to compare the Kings' effort tonight with a, a playoff-like intensity.
0: Oh, so true. Couldn't have put it better myself there, uh, Scott. Uh, yeah, there was, uh, there was just like uh, like like I just said before. Uh, we got to go to San Jose and play this. Hey, did you finish your Christmas shopping? Nah, I didn't finish. So we got to make sure we got in the charter and get back to L.A., man. i got to go get the 24-hour Walmart, so no overtime tonight, okay, boys? No overtime. we got to get on the charter, get back to L.A., and <laughs> yeah. finish up this, this shopping for these gifts. So that's the way it's Yep.
1: Absolutely, and you know what too? Let's credit the Sharks. You know, uh, you know we don't like Joe Pavelski because he's you know the the Sharks captain and whatnot, but man, that's a he's a gritty he's a gritty player. He's a competitor. Like that's you know I I said about it, and uh, night to not to take the bloom off the rose for the uh, Dustin Brown love. Uh, that's been going around with his heroics and his 1,000th game and whatnot. not. But I said it uh, back when the Kings got eliminated by the, the Sharks when uh, uh, Pavelski was actually kind of challenging Brown to drop the gloves and Brown skated away. And I remember at that time I was kind of thinking, you know, when, you're, when your captain's when the other team's captain challenges you and you drop the gloves, you know, I think that's something – I was critical of Brown, I was, and once again, he's he's my hero, and it's awesome, his resurgence, but at that time, I kind of thought that he should have definitely dropped the gloves. you got a playoff game against a divisional opponent, a, a rival, and you've got a captain that's actually smaller than you, challenging you to go. I think at that point, you actually have to drop the gloves, and you saw Pavelski not shying away from Toffoli, not that Toffoli's a fighter, but i got a lot of respect for Joe Pavelski. Where where where's, where do you line up on this uh, debate, Augie? Uh,
0: at the time that that happened with Pavelski and Brown, Brown was not a happy camper. Uh, we don't know. I mean, during the playoffs, these guys are playing with the Lord knows what kind of ailments in them. And, I mean, who knows? It could have been a combination of my body's just had enough to – you know what it's not worth fight. I I just don't feel the emotional investment here to fight to fight because it's one of the things, if you're gonna fight, you've gotta be emotionally invested. Whether you're sticking up for a teammate or sticking up for yourself, if you don't have that emotional inspiration against a guy like Pavelski who is a who is gritty and is a grinder and has earned his spot in the NHL, remember he was not a high draft pick whatsoever. And so this is a guy that's not Pat. afraid to scrub. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, you got to kind of do the math there, and maybe just Brownie was kind of like, all right, you know what? I'm not 100%, and I'm not going to go out there and do something momentous shift here where I get my butt kicked on television in front of everybody and really make it look even worse to where people will be saying, God, if you were hurt, why in the world did you drop the gloves with them? Just skate away. So, I mean, there's that flip side of it as well, too, but only he knows why, but I see exactly what you're saying because on the surface, a captain should definitely stick up for their boys and do what they got to do. That's why they're a captain. Uh, I mean, even Joe Thornton recently had to drop the gloves, and he's not even a captain, but he's still a leader in that locker room up in San Jose. So yep. never question never question these guys' toughness and their motivations behind things. Uh, but I, I see exactly what you're saying there, Hip, and uh, Pavelski getting tangled with Topholi there was really kind of an interesting thing. It sort of brought me back to the other night where Trevor Lewis dropped the gloves. Trevor Lewis so it's along that same way <laughs> for me. Although not, not quite as dramatic as Trevor Lewis, because I do see people to get in people's faces and, and stuff. I've never seen anything with Trevor Lewis until the other night, which really cracked me up. And he held his own, too, so that was cool.
1: Absolutely. It was kind of funny, too, because there was that point of the game where it was definitely getting chippy, and for the first time in a long time, I was thinking – Alright, if uh, if things get really out of hand, like who is the Kings top five? Like, you know, if you're gonna if the Kings were gonna do uh, you know, have a line brawl, who are they throwing out? So I'm thinking, well, Lewis just by virtue of his uh his fight <laughs> the other night, you know Andrew's gonna be out there. Yes.
0: Uh
1: for your other winger you're probably gonna go Tory Mitchell because he scrapped a yep. couple times in his career. Back on G you're definitely gonna put McDermott. And then the next guy you're probably going to put out there is just Forbert because he's the low man on the totem pole. You don't definitely aren't going to put out Martinez or Muzzin or Dowdy out there if it's going to get rough. So there you go. And the first time in a couple of seasons I had the fun with the hypothetical top five uh, just for the sake of the line brawl uh, thought going through my head.
0: No, well, I like that thought because – I think it was at about six and a half minutes of the second period where that's where it turned into uh it looked like bowling balls out there. And uh, Brent Burns was just out there knocking people over and taking numbers down. And that's where I, that's when I first noticed how physical it was getting out there uh, when Burns really established himself physically against the King. And then Forbert stood up and leveled one of their guys, which really made me happy to see that for him to answer back like that, uh, in that role, especially the defenseman and the guy you see somebody over there Bowling your boys over, you better answer back And Derek Forbert did that Did that right there Showing exactly why former GM Dean Lombardi drafted Derek Forbert Ahead of Vladimir Tarasenko
1: <laughs> There you go, there you go Our show just wouldn't be complete without reference Thank you so much for getting that out of the way Hey, real quick, we got a strange call uh, on the line here, at least a caller I've never seen before. Uh, calling from the 859 area code. You are on the air, L.A. Kings Road Talk Radio with Hip Check and Augie. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
0: Hey, my name's Brad. I'm calling from uh, Lexington.
1: Uh, all right, Brad. Well, thank you, man. Thanks for calling the show. Uh, uh, what can we do for you tonight? Um, you can lick my cock. No oh, there we go. Look at wow. that.
0: Charming. Wow. Charming. I guess that's what goes on in Lexington. I guess that's a Lexington thing. <laughs> yeah. All right.
1: yeah.
0: yeah, I don't know if uh, I
1: don't know if that's the guy that Lexington wanted representing their city, huh? I don't
0: know. Maybe he lived <laughs> on Lexington Avenue in Orange County. Or Lexington Avenue up in Santa No, State he somewhere.
1: he he actually did it's have a thing. Kentucky Yeah, he had a Kentucky zip code right there. I don't know. I'd uh it'd be great if he was the sheriff and the mayor of the town that he was uh in there anyway. It's all right. So right back that's to okay. it uh it is good times here on the uh in in the bloggersville. Anyhow, uh, hey, that, Huggies, we that, talked about of the
0: hazards of uh that's one of the hazards of live radio. It just happens that way. Live podcasting happens that way and okay, so we move on.
1: I know. And now I'm gun-shy because we have another call. I, <laughs> I don't know if I'm wow. let it go there. Hey, what you this is like the Forrest Gump. You never know what you're
0: going to get. Our callers are like a box of chocolates.
1: All right, let's roll the dice with one more see what happens. Here. See what happens.
0: in from 818.
1: Uh, you're on the air, LA Kings Road Talk Radio. What can we do
0: for you? Hey, what's up? It's Theo calling from the game. Just driving home. Just wanted to call in and say what's up to everyone.
1: Theo, oh, thank you, Theo. how I appreciate are you,
0: buddy? It, man. How are you guys? I'm ah, Doing okay. I just, yeah. uh, yeah. I, I mean, what I, I kind of... Yeah. What a crappy game, and honestly, <laughs> these Darks fans are crying over Dowdy, like, dueling him every time he touches the puck. Like, come on. It's starting to oh, yeah. lighten like up. Yeah, what was the vibe like over there with uh, when Dowdy would go in uh, and, and get the puck whenever stuff? Whenever Dowdy touched the, puck, the puck, they would start bullying like they do in Huh? Okay. I guess they're upset about that whole uh, about that whole Norris Trophy thing still, huh? <laughs> no, it had to do with that slash, that slash on. Uh, I I didn't I didn't see because I was so high up. I didn't see who it was. So somebody's name who I don't even remember. Uh, I think I saw a yeah. Barracuda it's recently. Not, a, it's not important. It's not a king, so it, it didn't it didn't matter to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the players. It is a, a, once in a system.
1: while though. Every once Honestly, in a while, Theo or? though, being a Kings fan, being a Kings fan's not easy. There's been. A handful of road games that I've gone to to watch the Kings where they just laid a complete egg and uh, and traveled some distance as well. So all part of being a Kings fan is, you know, going to that road game to see them just suck. It is what it is, you
0: know. You know, not much we can do, but just move on to the next one. That's indeed, right. Move indeed, indeed. The and they
1: can one. take, a, take a, a little break, forget about it, come back home, spend time with the family. And uh, they got a pretty good break right now, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, their next game isn't until next week sometime. And I'll go ahead and I'll pull that up here in just a bit. But I that's think their the next game is against, against Vancouver. No, it's,
0: oh, it's, oh, that's no, right. Vegas. It's Vegas on the 28th okay. at Staples. That is going to be a very big game. It's the first time that the Golden Knights are visiting the uh, Staples Center, the Frozen Dojo, during the regular season. And with these two flip-flopping back and forth in first and second place in the Pacific Division, this is the game where the the playoff atmosphere will be there. And this is the game where the boys better show up and put their work helmets on, put their buckets on, and get ready to lay some wood down to the Golden Knights. Yeah.
1: Indeed, indeed, indeed. You know, Augie, you make a great you make a great point there. I mean it's uh maybe a little early in the season to say it's a must win game or whatnot, but you're right, if uh you know, a, a win there kinda still leverages and puts that the Kings in position to be atop of the Pacific, a loss uh is gonna maybe widen that gap even further, mainly because uh both the, the Knights and San Jose both have three games in hand over the Kings right now, so it would be a bad uh, situation in that case for the Kings not only to be behind on the standings, but if it pl- played more games, too, it's going to make that task just that more difficult. Uh, speaking of the uh, of the Knights there, they did beat the Capitals 3-0. Uh, Carlson, Lindbergh, Tuch, all with the goals, Flory with the shutout. And, uh, no, that's without a doubt, yeah, it's uh, er, strange to be talking about it now, but that, so far, that, that's without a doubt the biggest game of the season.
0: Right. Yeah. We already played Vegas mm-hmm. uh, three times. This will be the third game. Are you sure? This will be the yeah, second this game. this is the second time we play Vegas. Okay. I was like, I I don't know if I was playing them before. I was like, I remember that one where Quick just cropped the bed on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Quick
1: at the Vegas, right, Augie?
0: That's right, Vegas Flu. As a matter of fact, speaking of the goalie situation, there was a real bizarre incident that happened before the uh, the game. All of a sudden, there was buzz that Jack Campbell was an emergency call-up from Ontario and had to scramble to get to San Jose. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: I t- t- say that again, buddy. Yeah,
0: yeah uh, there was uh, – Jack, Jack Campbell was uh, – was, removed and because the uh, rain had a three o'clock game this afternoon here in Ontario and he became an emergency call up to the Kings. Uh, they put Kyle Clipper on uh, injured reserve in order to make room for him. So I don't know what was going on in the background there. The only thing that I could even think of in a situation. And when something like that happens is uh, you know, with somebody's wife pregnant. Uh, Kemper's got a girlfriend. I saw her recently down the chairman's lawn. She definitely wasn't pregnant. Uh, Quick, I don't know if he's expecting anybody. And so I don't know if there was like some family emergency that was pending that one of the guys may have had to go. But uh, apparently they needed to have an emergency goalie there just in case. But I don't know what the situation was in the background. It'll be interesting to hear uh, what it was, just for general curiosity's sake, as to why Campbell uh, was an emergency call-up. And he did not suit up. Uh, Kepler was on the bench. And uh, it just would be, I'd kind of like to know. Inquiry minds want to know. Yeah,
1: yeah, we'll probably have something uh, from John Rosen tomorrow that will give us a little bit more insight into that. And, yeah, that was definitely definitely something that caught everybody by surprise for sure. Hey, Theo, uh, any parting thoughts before we bid you a fond adieu? I just want to wish everyone a, a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Oh, thanks, Theo. All right. Yeah. yeah thanks Navigator. so much, Theo. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, buddy. Have a great night. Merry Christmas to you and one. your family as well. All right. Bye bye.
0: All right, bye, right, uh, Theo. Leave
1: Go ahead. Go. How much more time you got left, Doggy, before you got to get
0: back to your festivities? I just go here before people start uh, putting out a uh, missing a uh, bro- missing persons report on me. So. <laughs>
1: Not a problem at all Well let's go ahead and hit Jerry uh, real quick Hey Jerry we're going to make this Just a super quick show Just by virtue of it wasn't a very exciting game And it's Christmas but we wanted to bring you on Merry Christmas my friend
0: Oh Merry Christmas guys I did see I did see a thing from John Rosen Earlier today where he said Kemper was not feeling well And that was why Campbell was called uh... up. Okay Easy enough. I think
1: that, Thank you yeah, so I much think that's for on his that,
0: Twitter. that clarity. I think that's on his Twitter feed, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. okay. Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: All right, cool. Well, uh, yeah, like I say, we're just doing a super quick show tonight because it wasn't that fun a game. But, hey, Jerry, always appreciate you calling. And uh, we'll be on uh, – we got that Canadian road swing coming up here soon. Vancouver, Calgary. Okay. We'll be here every night. So you give us a call back. And Merry Christmas to you and your family, all right?
0: All right, you too, guys. Merry all Christmas. right, take care, All right, Jerry.
1: Later, bye. Merry Christmas, Jerry. All right. Bye. bye. Hey, Augie, I'll tell you what, let's wrap this up, but uh, I don't know if Do you it. saw, did you see Connor McDavid took a took a, a shot to the foot, was hobbled, and had to be no. uh, taken to the locker room, missed the rest of the game, and uh, I don't know what the status is, but it did not look good.
0: Well, we're going to find out if he's, uh, built, if he's built McDavid tough or Gavrick weak, because a shot to the foot, that would usually put Gavrick on IR, it's not that I wish that upon anybody.
1: And having taken a <laughs> slapper to the
0: foot, that's not from an NHL player. that flipping hurts. hurt. Uh, well, I mean, Betsy, yeah. you hate to see that happen to a player like him, a generational player like Connor McDavid. But if that happens to him, the Oilers are in a world of hurt.
1: Yeah, that'll definitely be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, other Kings news real quick that I wanted to get to uh, is that there was uh, three players selected to the World Juniors, Cale Clegg uh, for Team Canada, Mikey Anderson, uh, defenseman there, Minnesota Duluth uh, for Team USA, and Jacob Mouvreur, who we've gotten a lot of great scouting reports on from Jeff and, uh, Jeff Duarte and Ryan Cowley uh, for Team Sweden. Uh I'll tell you this K. L. Clegg though, he is uh something special. Uh forty seven points in twenty eight games. He's leading wow. the next closest man in scoring, Augie has has nine left. He's got he's got nine Holy more points than the next closest
0: guy. Wow. That's that's big right there. That really is. Hopefully it translates up into the upper level.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know what too, I always say you know, I would love to go back and see of all the players that make the world juniors for Team Canada, like I would have to think 80 to what, 90% make the NHL. Would you have, like, if you just had to give a, a guess off the top of your head of, of players that play for Team Canada and the world juniors, what percentage do you think go on to be full time NHL players?
0: I'd say that's a pretty safe estimate. Uh, I, if I were a betting man and I had to bet, I would say 75%, and I'm in like Flynn. Uh, 80 to 90 is yeah. a real kind of taking uh, into account random random things, uh, career-ending injuries, loss of interest in the game. I mean, whatever the case may be. But still, though, yeah, there's uh, that's it's no joke when you make those teams because those teams are very talented, very talented kids to play there. Yeah.
1: Indeed, I would like to stretch it even further, and I don't know how you could do this. Maybe Jeff uh, Duarte or Ryan could maybe look into this, but I would also like to see, you know, who are the number, you know, the top pairing defensemen for Team Canada over the years? You know, who are the top four? Because I'm sure if you Mm. broke it down, you know, if you're a top four D-man for Team Canada, you, you know, I'm sure then the, the, the rate is going to go up even further. So, um it's yeah, it, nice. interesting to see, too, and once again, Clegg, a second-round pick, and uh, really always fun uh, Always fun when you get guys like that. Uh, you know, it kind of may, almost makes the World Juniors worth following just for that bonus, just to see how the Kings' prospects are
0: faring. So true. So true. All right, my friend, yep. I must go. I'm being looked for here.
1: All right, buddy. Well, thank you so much, uh, Augie. Hey, you and your family have a, a Merry Christmas, and uh, drive safe All right, tonight. All right, brother?
0: Will do. Thank you, my friend, and uh, Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Happy Holidays. Hopefully uh, everything's been good for everyone there. And looking forward to bringing in the new year and see what 2018 holds for us, the Los Angeles Kings, and and those of us that matter. So until then, my friends, I will see you later. Thanks, Hip, for everything.
1: You got it, buddy. Thank you, man. All right, there we go. L.A. Kings superfan, Augie Loya, as we get ready. Uh, To wrap up uh, tonight's show Uh, A couple other uh, notable things for us Kings fans here Uh, We have uh, Gabe Velarde Gabe Velarde is actually uh, going to be playing December 28th Going to be making his first appearance uh, there in the Junior League So mark your calendars for that five days away We'll be good to see how he fares uh, also, too, uh, the Ontario Reign losing tonight 4-3. to three. Mike Camadio to assist Jordan Subban uh, with his first goal as an Ontario Reign player. Hey, I did want to let you know for the guy that came in and uh, hurled an obscenity, anybody that wants to call him, his number is 859-429-1575. Once again, that's 859-429-1575. I think uh, you can go ahead and use that number. Maybe uh, put that on a bunch of telemarketing lists would be good. Uh, Probably maybe just use that as your phony number. Anytime you're uh, registering for something that you suspect you're going to get a lot of robocalls, a lot of spam. Once again, that number is 859-429-1575. Maybe you want to uh, call a... Uh, bevy of pizza places in the greater Lexington area. That number that you want to call is 859-429-1575. Add that guy to as many phone lists as you can just for being a charming bloke. All right. Uh, well, that's it for me here. Uh, once again, Kings losing kind of a stinker. Uh, we are going to uh, be back once again, again as the Kings do their Canadian road swing And uh, once again, Merry Christmas, Happy uh, New Year uh, to everybody out there. And uh, go Kings, go just but one game, and we got plenty of time left in the season. And as we do here every night on LA Kings Road Talk Radio, what do we do? We end it with a little coked-up Elvis. Wrong. I'm 11, but my Lord, all right, hey,
0: hey, I know what i say, I know what i say, when you see me in misery, come on, baby, find me all right. Fantastic! Thank you. You're a beautiful audience, ladies and
1: gentlemen.
0: Thank you. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?"
1: Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office.